<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You're listening to the Wellness Her Way podcast. I'm your host, Gracie Norton, and I'm so excited to provide you with the space where you get to shape what wellness feels like to you. Wellness Her Way is where we make a home of our body, mind, and soul instead of jumping on trends for short-term results. We've got one body. We're going to nourish it, love it, respect it, and embrace it through all its forms. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wellness Her Way. Today, we have Sana Vloot with us. She's a former Victoria's Secret model, and now she's a certified Pilates trainer and founder of SoulSync Body. Sana talks about the transition from viewing health as an image to health as a feeling. She goes into detail about how extreme wellness habits affected her cycle and all the changes she made to heal her body naturally. She's such a beautiful soul and knows exactly what changes lead to long-lasting results. You're going to love everything she has to share, so let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Her Way. We have Sana Blute here with us hanging out today. I'm such an energetic person. And the first thing I noticed when I met you is how warm your aura is. And I immediately just fell in love with your personality and your energy. And it's so funny because we just met earlier this year at Coachella. And when I met you, I felt like I had known you for years. So I feel like we've had a friendship that's kind of developed pretty quickly. And I'm so, so excited to have you here because I feel like we have a really similar approach to wellness. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I honestly have exactly the same feeling because obviously I knew you from your like, TikToks and stuff. And I just even feel like if you can shine through like that energy through social media, like I often feel that it's in reality even more. And I immediately had that with you too. So, Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's always so nice when you meet someone in person and, and the energy that they have on their socials reflect through. You know, doesn't always. Like, happen, it, but you're right. <laughs> Sometimes it's the flip side, and it's really yeah, disappointing. It's but it makes it that much sweeter when you meet somebody who matches. Yeah. It matches the energy. So I kind of want to start by talking about your childhood. You grew up in the Netherlands, and I feel like the approach to wellness, even from a young age, is just so different compared to the states. So can you talk about wellness growing up there? Yeah. So I was actually born in Switzerland and mm -hmm. I grew up in Africa until I was six years old, okay. and then uh, moved to the Netherlands, where my whole family is from. And I think during that time, I never really, like, wellness wasn't as much of a, a thing or a subject we would, like, think about. And I think it's very different than where now in the United States. Like, it's way more incorporated in daily life. So, for example, I had to bicycle to school every single day for six miles. And it doesn't matter if it was raining or if there was snow. Like, my mom would be like, here's your rain jacket, you're going. 
and there was no school bus. So like things like that, like tiny little, I don't know, I guess it's how the society is like set up. You would actively be moving and moving around. And I think also the foods you're eating. I grew up or near all the farms and mm-hmm. kind of had a farm with like a big veggie garden. So like most of our veggies and ingredients all came from there. And yeah, that's kind of how I how I grew up on the countryside in the I Netherlands. Love that. Yeah. And it's so different from the approach to wellness in the States because we were talking about this. We have our whoops and our oarings and it's like we're setting it in our to-do list like it's like a checkbox that we have to complete versus it just being integrated in life so where your bike ride to school is just like a part of your day yeah that you're not even thinking about it's kind of different here where we kind of pencil it in and we make it not a chore but something that we have to check off yeah i really think so and i think you know there's so many pillars underneath wellness so right. obviously you have the nutrition portion so obviously in the states there's so many ingredients like on labels and like gmos and additives that are just allowed here while in europe they are actually illegal so i think you know eating healthier is already easier because those products are not available and then i also think you know from like a community community aspect in Mm -hmm. a way everyone knows their neighbors. It's just like every Sunday you go to your family, have coffee. It's very integrated. I mean, even in the Nordic countries, I absolutely love it. Love it there where going to a sauna is not just another check of like a self-care routine, but it's actually socializing. Like people go with their friends or people from work and they go to the saunas and like, you know, in their backyard and jump in the water. And it's actually a way of like socializing. I love that. And I just think it's just like way more integrated in the daily life um, than here. But then it's also funny because over here, there's such big two extremes Mm -hmm. where, you know, two thirds of the population, I believe, is obese or overweight. Mm -hmm. I don't know the exact number. And then that very small percentage of (laughs) 0.001% is like so health focused, you know, especially here in LA. with like Almost extreme with like the cold plunging and the saunas and like cracking kind of all the like lifestyle like habits and stuff which also is amazing in that sense because if you were gluten-free like 10 years ago in Europe like you were screwed right it's not many options no right yeah so you went from that way of life and then you came to the states you moved to New York for modeling yeah I think it always came like very natural to me so Mm -hmm. I wasn't conscious about it that you know about the foods I was eating or like the movement that I was doing um I grew up playing sports I think you did as well. Yeah. So like you're not really, it's more like a game and things mm-hmm. like that. It's not really like, oh, I'm working out. But then obviously for my job, I had spent a year in Paris okay. and I was just eating everything, croissants and baguettes and chocolate yeah. and macarons every day, things. you know, and I was <laughs> 18 dream. and it was that transition moment, I guess, where you are becoming a woman. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to go to New York. I had some friends living there and I always saw that as like a dream. I was like, oh my God, I want to try there. Like, It seems amazing. But then my agents were like, you definitely need to be a little sharper and you need to start training. Okay, when you say sharper, what does that exactly mean? What does that mean? I guess like my face was getting like fuller, you know, when you get like, I don't know, like puffy, puffy. little puffy and like maybe it's like ab definition or like where your arms, yeah, where you're just like a little bit puffy and you just like, I guess leaner is the better word. Yeah. So they were like, okay, you want to get a little sharper, leaner. So I was like, okay, well, if that's what I need to do to go to New York, I was like, sure. So they told you this before you had moved to New York? Yeah, because it's not really easy to form a link to get to New York. A lot of like visa and the requirements are like really high. And it's 
I feel like New York is also all about business. So like right. they want to make sure that if they're bringing you in, like you're working and you're on your top best and whatever. So that was the first time ever, like they connected me with, you know, a trainer. And I was like, okay. You know, he was saying like, you should eat this and this and train. And if I look back at it, I was like, wow, that was like pretty hardcore. And it's almost like a full-time job. So it's going back to that transition of it being so integrated in your life, growing up in the Netherlands to it being... Oh, part it of was. a to-do list and a full-time job to stay on top of your health. It really was because I was living in Paris and I actually kind of moved back to the Netherlands just to focus on this. And there was sort of one thing where I really noticed where I was like, oh my God, I do not want to sacrifice on good foods. And I was like, I need to learn how to still make delicious meals mm-hmm. while being healthy. And I believe that was possible. And I still remember actually one of my Dutch girlfriends lived in New York already at the time. And I asked her, I was like, oh, you know, so what do you make for dinner? She was like, oh, I never cook. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I just order. That was mind blowing to me. I was like, what do you mean you order? She's like, oh, I just order from a restaurant and it just like gets delivered. I had never heard something of that. And I was like, how does that even work? So when I came to New York, it was definitely a big culture shock in that sense. Yes. And I was probably the only girl in like the little model apartments always making like granola and like cooking things. Yeah, because it was so common to you growing up. So you're like, why would I change that? And it's so nice making your own food. It is so great. You know exactly what's going into it. It's nourishing your body. And it's almost therapeutic for me. Like I really enjoy cooking. So yeah, exactly. I felt I felt the same way. And it was like maybe it was also like my way of like taking control of the situation because I was like, I don't know what the restaurants like. Yeah put in the put in the foods and stuff and I hadn't even learned about what they're actually putting into the foods but it was just kind of something that did yeah did cross my mind yeah so when you started modeling did that change your relationship with wellness did it push you more towards going back to your roots and wanting to really make an effort to prioritize it or did it kind of pull you away because you had to make changes with your physical appearance I think it really did the opposite and a negative okay. effect to be honest because mm-hmm. Before I had such a natural intuition to wellness in a way, you know, of listening to your body, taking rest, enjoying, but also, you know, moving and like eating delicious foods. And I think in a modeling, I think that's anywhere where you, you know, get into like top sport or like really high level, it becomes extreme, whether you're mm-hmm. an athlete or that was for me, like the modeling industry. And then on top of that, it's you would get very judged by the way you would look so it would almost feel you know like your value was tied to your image completely 100 percent. so automatically the goal of wellness became more of how can i look you know the Visual best visually feeling. yeah i mm-hmm. think that was a big difference like wellness became about the way you looked rather than the way i was feeling and i completely like lost that there for a little bit yeah So how did you find yourself again through wellness then? So you had that shift where it started to feel like a chore and then now you've got back in touch with wellness. When did that shift take place when you realized you wanted to leave modeling? I think it was more after a couple of years in, Mm -hmm. I started to realize where I was like, wow, this industry is really not good for young models, young girls. And, you know, I saw a lot of other girls around me struggle and, and myself too. I felt so stressed and exhausted and I think I was on my tiniest ever where I'll, you know, people I looked up to would literally be like, you look amazing. Like, don't change. Like, wow. And like, it's 
it's because it's people like you look up to, it's just, it makes you very confused. And yeah, because it's almost like they're giving you an award or a medal and you know how you feel on the inside. So then it's your brain is telling yourself that you need to keep doing what you're doing to look this way because someone that you look up to is complimenting you and saying you look so great. So I can't imagine the toll that it takes on your mental health. Yeah. And then, you know, they're like, hundreds of other girls there too kind of in the same situation who none of us have like really good guidance on that like so many of us went sent to like personal trainers and work out twice a day and like do hit workouts like we've probably tried every workout in like New York City and it's just like beating yourself down and I think there was a one moment where you know obviously my body would feel exhausted I would feel tired I was in a lot of pain and I would be you know would go to a massage and like a facial and like get like lymphatic drainage, but then also like work out like crazy and go to the sauna. And I was in the subway and I was on the way to one of these appointments and I was like, what am I doing? I'm so exhausted and I'm so stressed of making it in time everywhere, like doing all these things. And I was like, I think I need to do the reverse. I think I need to go home, cancel mm-hmm. this appointment and just relax and let so my that what you did? body. Yeah, I did. Wow. I actually canceled the appointment. I went home and I just sat on the couch and just did nothing for that day. And that was like a realization point for me where I was like, okay, something has to change. But I also knew like, you know, I was still in the job and working and like I was still traveling a lot. Like It takes so much courage and confidence to be able to make that decision, especially when you have everyone else around you telling you how great you look when your career is going as well as it is to make that shift for yourself and prioritize your wellness and kind of get back to the roots of, of what it feels like to focus on health as a feeling. So yeah, I commend you for that because Aww. that's not an easy decision to make. Yeah. Well, I think it was very much also shout out to my YouTube community. <laughs> no, they honestly really like helped and supported there because I wasn't really sure like what was next and what I was going to do. I was like, okay, I will be, you know, continuing here and I will use all of the things I've learned in the last few years for like the next chapter right but when I started like sharing stuff around my wellness routines because everyone wanted to know like what is a model skincare routine what is a model's routine you know when I was just like sharing my routines and things like that the reactions from people and like people wanted to dive deeper and wanted to reason why and it just made me learn a lot as well and like realize of like wait you know, these might be like the good habits. These might be not. I just became way more intentional about wellness. Yeah, or and even the just self-aware. Yeah. yeah. So I know that you said you were working out a ton. You were making all these crazy lifestyle changes. Did that affect your hormones or your period at all? Oh my God, it did. Yeah. yeah. I think I was like 19. I lost my period probably for like three years. That's a long time. And I think even during that time, you know, I would like go to a doctor's office and it was just like, well, you know, yeah we don't really know, maybe start to pill and something. And I always had kind of like a resistance mm-hmm. to that. I didn't have a boyfriend at the time. So I was like, okay, let's just not do that. But I think also in my early 20s, I wasn't like, I was kind of like, oh, kind of nice. I don't have a period, yeah, you know. Right? But like, like I have to deal with that. Yeah, I was like, I don't have to deal with that. You know, great. Yeah. But obviously a couple of years in, I was like, wait. It was also so normalized. It was so normalized in the industry because so many other girls had lost their period. And like the answer would just be like, oh, yeah, a lot of young athletes also lose their period. Right. Like, it's just common. It will come and that back. Was the answer. It will come back. Yeah. And obviously it worried me a little bit as I got older because I was like, I don't know, you know, with fertility, like how does that work? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I lost my period for years and came back 
at one point like on and off and then at one point that was like during the pandemic I really had to slow down and I was like this is a problem like I actually need to solve because my body is saying something and it's trying yeah, to tell me something and I know that yeah. you know you've obviously yeah know everything the exact same thing about yeah. it it's just the, the problem is I feel there's just like not a quick fix to it it's just like an all-round routine and lifestyle that you have to change in that sense right so you didn't have your period for three years what are some of the habits that you incorporated or lifestyle changes that you made in order to start your period again the first time i did it i wasn't like really sure i think there a stress component was a really big thing stress so, was huge for me too yeah my whole nervous system was just so stressed from all the jet lag and like you know running around and just i guess also just the whole internal stress and depression mm -hmm. and stuff so that was a really big thing to actually learn how to say no and just rest and take time for yourself, go to bed early and things like that. And then I think also adjusting my nutrition in that sense. I was doing some acupuncture oh, as yeah, well. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, I yeah. acupuncture as well. Did you increase your protein intake? Was there any specific change that you made yeah. in nutri your nutrition? So I lost my beard again like seven, seven months ago. And that again was for me like, okay, I really need to make a change. And I like almost doubled my protein intake and yeah I immediately like my period came back so I think the protein intake is huge I completely agree do you have any tips to get in more protein or what were the exact changes that you made I had to just prep a lot actually okay. like always have some type of like protein in the fridge like whether it's eggs or already like grilled chicken the little snacks the beefy sticks no, you really like yeah. I, I have a feeling when you open your bag it's the same <laughs> hot girls eat chopsticks I'm just saying if you always have a beef stick with you you're good exactly. to go exactly <laughs> and also like I think in the morning immediately leading breakfast yes maybe at like 8 30 mm -hmm. I would sometimes just like have breakfast at 11 or something sometimes even fast until 12 not intentionally mm -hmm. but just because I wasn't hungry mm -hmm. but now I like make sure I have a really nutritious breakfast with enough protein and carbs and fat in it so I think that made a big difference too I love that yeah increasing my yeah. protein intake helped a lot too and I think people sometimes overlook nutrition because they think that you need to make all of these intense really big changes in order to regulate your hormones but the power of fitness and nutrition is huge yeah did you start doing more low impact workouts instead of doing all of your high intensity and two a day workouts I did change over to a lot of low impact workouts years ago and that just helped calm down my nervous system mm -hmm. so much that was probably one of the best decisions I've made for myself changing over to like Pilates based workouts but now the second time actually seven months ago I was like okay if I you know, want to increase like my protein and my fat percentage. I actually want to gain like muscle as well. Mm -hmm. And muscle for a lot of women, actually, like, if you're increasing your muscle strength, you're actually balancing a lot of your, you can balance a lot of your hormones because you're just producing more like estrogen. So I was like, okay, I actually want to incorporate more like weight so like do a little bit of weightlifting with it not in like I super extremes but like I did more of a combination where I did my low impact workouts and then weightlifting so still not crazy running classes yeah. and things like that so weight training building a lot of strength and low impact and I think that was just a golden golden combo <laughs> that was the same for me the power of weightlifting low impact exercises even body weight exercises and just walking 
yeah. is so incredible. I think a lot of women think, at least I did, that I had to be doing two-a-day workouts. I need to be dripping in sweat. I need to be exerting all my energy. And after those workouts, I would always feel so drained. I would be sore and puffy and I never felt good. Yeah. And I always thought that's what I needed to do because I just thought the harder I work, the more calories I'm burning, the better my results are going to be. And when I you know, was diagnosed with PCOS, I was doing that and my symptoms actually got worse. And so it was like the harder I was working and the more stress I was putting my body through, the worse I felt. And then the second I switched to low impact workouts, more Pilates, lightweight training, my body responded so well to it. It is crazy yeah. how with these like lifestyle changes and also amazing how your body can just change in, yes. that, in that sense. Yeah, it's funny. So at the first part, it was for me switching to low impact only to calm down my nervous system. And then after, yeah, doing the strength. Training. I also think it's such a myth for women that strength training or like weight training makes them bulky and stuff. I'm yeah. like, it takes so much for a woman to become super muscular like right. that is hours in the gym each day. Right. Like it is really hard. So yeah. Right. I'm glad you touched on that because I think, yeah, weight training is, it's so good for you. It energizes you. And I think it's it's one of the things that's really transformed my body and has made me feel so strong. And it's not like I'm throwing around, you know, 50, 60 pound weights. You're like not, I'm, I'm missing, No, do I look like I am? <laughs> no, you look so muscles strong. Over here. You do. Oh, uh, no, I stick to like five to 10 pound weights. Yeah. You know, sometimes no weights, just body weight. And it's so effective. I feel so energized. I love your workouts. I want you to talk about Soul Sync Body and I want to know about the inspiration behind it. What made you want to start a fitness app? And yeah, I just want to know. I want to know about Soul Sync Body. Yeah. Well, I think because of my experience, just what, what my wellness journey and like from so many young women around me, I just saw and felt how out of touch we are with our bodies in all aspects. Mm -hmm. When it comes to our mind-body connection, just our body in general, that like we try to listen to it, but we're kind of doing the opposite. Like, even though we know the workouts are not good for us of, you know, running and like sweating all in the classes, we're still doing it because we think it makes us feel good. So that was a big inspiration for me when I shifted to low impact workouts. And during the pandemic, I'd been sharing like my workouts on YouTube for a long time because I did really enjoy it. I like love the way it made me feel. And during the pandemic, I got my Pilates certification. I was like, wait, more women and people need to know about this. So yeah, most of my workouts are under 45 minutes. Like I truly believe it's better to stay consistent than to really long, intense workouts. So I also really focus on the mind-body connection throughout the workouts. A lot of focus on breathing. And at the end, we'll always do like stretches to calm down your nervous system after you like worked it. And yeah, I've been incorporating more like strength to it. So I want you, I want people to really guide to like routines that actually make them feel good, will be effective on their body and like help them transform. Yeah, I use your app all the time, but I got to do a workout with you in person at Coachella and I felt so good afterwards. Like I, my butt was on fire. I remember being like halfway through thinking, okay, I'm Was that after the so first sore. day that we partied? Yeah, yeah it yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. We were up early. Yeah. We had the cold plunge. We had the trampolines. We had the IV yeah. trip. We had everything, yeah. but the workout was so good. It was quick. It was effective. It's approachable for everybody. And it really feel like it targets a deep layer of your muscle that you wouldn't normally work out if you're just, you know, walking or weight training. It's yeah, it's such a good workout. Yeah. I, I've, I also really focus on like working on all different type of angles. Yes. So 
that is something what you can do with like weight training. It's often just like one big muscle. But when you're getting into the Pilates and working all different angles, you're working completely different small muscle groups. So for example, the ties, you know, when you lift the weights, you just have like the glutes and stuff. But like with the Pilates, you can target like the little inner thigh muscles and stuff. So that makes it so special and so amazing. Yeah, it's so effective. I was so sore, but in the best way well, possible. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sore. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Erica. We're the hosts of A Thing or Two. We are professional enthusiasts constantly on the hunt for the products, books, and trends that should be on your radar. And we share them with you every Monday, whether it's marinated olive oil that we're putting on everything, a deep dive on pillows, or the fact that suddenly gas stoves are on everyone's out list for 2023. We challenge the friends we invite on the show to bring their own favorite thingies too. Like when Ellen Van Dusen spilled about the IG account that's keeping her current with the youths. We also love a gift guide. We take listener questions, Dear Abby style, and tell you what to get your vegan minimalist coworker or your sister-in-law who loves to hunt. So be sure to listen and follow A Thing or Two with Claire and Erica wherever you listen to podcasts. I also want to chat about Nico Hama. You're the co-founder of a matcha brand with your husband, yes. Max. I want to know what it's like sourcing matcha. I want to know how to make the perfect matcha because I watched one of your videos and I realized that the water that I was using to make my matcha was too hot and I was burning the matcha. So that's why I was tasting bitter. So I need yes. all your tips. But first, I want to know what it's like to source matcha and what it's like to work with your husband. Oh, my God. Yeah, Max and I... During my time in New York, I was probably drinking like six coffees a day. Like, that's a lot of coffee. That's the one European habit I yeah, took over, which is absolutely not good. It's a lot of adrenal fatigue. No, it really was. It really was. Six black coffees a day. Like it was cold brews. You were even. wired. You no, were. it was it was it was really bad. So that was already a sign. I was like, I need to change something. And I think there was like one little cafe in New York that sold matcha. It wasn't really like a thing yet. And I started drinking it and I bought it at home and I, I would make it with like tons of oat milk. And then my husband, who's half Japanese, he 
saw what I was doing every morning and he was like, what are you making? And I was like, a matcha latte. And he tasted what I was making and he was like, this is absolutely disgusting. He, he thought was, it was too sweet? He was like, this tastes nothing like the matcha I tried during my childhood. It, he thought it was disgusting. The quality was so bad. I think it was kind of like a dull yellow yellowish color I put so much oat milk in that that was during the time we also thought that was you know yeah great for you option. you know the health <laughs> option and we just like really loved the art of making matcha it just became such a ritual in the morning and every morning I would grab my kids and I think that's kind of where I started like you know to be more mindful to slow things down and I I really enjoyed it with the, the little spoon and the sifter and we started doing so much research in matcha and like where to actually get a good one from because he was like there is matcha that is not better you just need to find it it's just not here yet right a good high quality matcha yeah, yeah. so we started sourcing and reaching out to farms in Japan and doing business in Japan is very different because it's way more closed off okay. to the rest of the world so they kind of only want to work a lot with like Japanese people so Max mom came and like helped me like translate stuff because I so couldn't really go further and we found a farm in most matchas come from the region of Kyoto in Uji okay and we found a matcha more southern on an island of Kyushu and this is like a volcanic island and because of that it's a little bit warmer so it changes the temperature changes the green tea leaf and the volcanic soil so it is has a different taste it's not bitter and it's like very smooth and we tried probably over 500 different matchas and when we tried that testing yes it took months and when we tried that we're like wow this is amazing this is what matcha is supposed to taste like we need to share this with the rest of the world yeah i love that and you tried it it's so good i love your matcha yeah I, i got one of your kits and i make it every single morning oh it's the best way to start the day max probably wouldn't approve because i do put milk and honey oh and I, no you're good you're good no so we do that sometimes the, the same stuff. we do that sometimes the same it's you know so it's just good. it is so good yeah. yeah and I've also tried some of the Nikohama matcha chocolate which is incredible yeah yeah I I used to drink a lot of coffee too and then I made the switch to matcha I actually cut caffeine out for a few years but slowly added it back in and matcha is just like such a nice way to get a little bit of a caffeine boost, but not get that adrenal fatigue and crash. I don't have the same crash that I yeah. did with coffee. Hundred percent. It just yeah. contains so many amazing antioxidants and L-theanine that really gives you that that zen feeling. But again, like if your matcha is not a good quality, all of these benefits are like things are when a matcha is oxidized, those benefits also disappear. So there's no L-theanine in there. There's no chlorophyll in there. But if you have a fresh matcha, you just get so many good benefits of it and your body like feels that. And you can really taste the difference. Yeah. Like when and I you made can taste my first latte with your matcha, I was like, damn, this is, <laughs> this is really good matcha. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it like working with your husband? Do you enjoy it? What do you have to set boundaries so you can like switch off? Oh my God. At the beginning, it was like so much fun to do something together and something what we were really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, I really love Japan too. And like, we found so much like inspiration there. And I was doing a lot of creative and Max was doing a lot of the business side and stuff. But I think at one point, it was definitely really hard to find those boundaries within work and life balance because it would always be about you know, work, we would spend all day together and like talking about work and doing work. And it was really hard for us in the evening then to just be like, okay, now we're, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend or husband and wife. So we definitely had to like set some boundaries 
around that 100%. Right. Because when you're both so passionate about something, it's going to be so easy to talk about nonstop, whether you're just like making dinner together or you're on a walk. I'm sure it comes up all the time. So to set those boundaries, I'm sure it helps the relationship so much. Oh, yeah, it really yeah. did. And it was it was really not easy at the beginning. It was really not easy. Also because it was like, you know, the pandemic. So we're also at home. Yeah. And then we're both like so passionate about like mm-hmm. what we're doing and like, you know, even like the matcha and whatever. So like we just couldn't shut up <laughs> to, <laughs> to one of each other. So yeah, we definitely had to bring in some like boundaries, uh, boundaries there. So I'm like so creative or involved in like the creative and stuff. Nice. Um, You guys have your strengths and you found the different roles and now you can divide and conquer. Exactly. I love that. How did you guys meet? We met in 17 in New York on a rooftop party. Yeah. On a rooftop? Yes. Did he come up to you? Yes. Was it? Oh, the boss of my agency, he like introduced us and like we shook hands and like he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, Gave him the eye. Hi. Like, he was like, I know Dutch people. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And was he your first boyfriend? He was. Yeah. So Max is your one and only. Yeah. Until I was 22. I was always like pretty insecure about that in a way that I was like, oh my God, I never had a real like official relationship. But yeah. That's amazing. So you guys dated, you grew together, now you have a business together and... Now you're ma- newly married? Yeah, newly married. Crazy. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. That's amazing. And I'm glad you guys were able to find, you know, that balance and that you're working so well together. Yeah, That's it great. definitely helped a lot. I know you're traveling all the time because you're so busy. So I want to talk about your travel hacks. I want to know how you keep your body balanced. I know your tagline for Soulsing Bodies Life and Balance. Yes. So I want to know the things that make you feel the most balanced when you're constantly on the go. When I'm on the go. Yes. Obviously, number one is just like hydration, like mm-hmm. already pre-flying, but also during the flight and like after. I always travel with like little electrolytes, like packages and stuff. I feel hydration. You have a favorite brand, electrolyte. I just started using the ones from Element, which Elements, are really good. Yeah, it's so good. Body Health also has a really good one, like a mixed good. berry one. I love that one. It's not like too sweet, which I like. So I travel with that. And then during the flight, I don't do like actual full skincare routines, but what I do I bring like a face mist and I just spray that on almost every hour so it really like hydrates my skin because I don't want to do a full skincare routine because I feel just kind of dirty in the in the flight. Right, because it's the air is the air, all circulating. Yeah, I don't know. I used to do agree, that with face with mask and things like that but now I'm like, you know Less what? Less more. Less more. We're just going to spray water all the whole time on my face and then as soon as I land somewhere, I will always take 15 minutes to just stretch my body I have a foldable foam roller that I got on Amazon. Okay, on Amazon? Which is literally the best because I just can put it in my suitcase without taking a lot of space and I will foam roll. This makes such a difference for your neck, your shoulders, your back. And I immediately feel like so much better to just like start my day wherever I am. So I think that has also really helped. And then just through different like time periods and jet lags and stuff I think getting immediately on a good like eating schedule mm-hmm. in a new time zone you're in always helps a lot and oh I completely yeah. agree yeah because if your body doesn't know when the next meal is or it's thrown off or you don't get it on that schedule I feel like everything gets, gets out of whack yeah for me. even yeah. if I'm for example not hungry I will make sure I will have protein and some veggies like even if it's a light bite it just like helps adjust your body quite a lot 
And then I also, I always bring on long flights. I bring avocados with you. If you ever see a girl eating avocados on the plane, it's me. Oh I think gosh. it's literally a superfood for traveling because it's like high in fat. So it actually keeps you full. Okay. It's easy to travel with because it doesn't go bad, right? Some of right. the fruits or like vegetables, like they need to be cold. Yeah. Um, and the peel protects it. So it's not going to get mushy or bruised like an apple exactly and so are you eating the avocados like by themselves sometimes are you just opening it on the I plane just open it and like scoop <laughs> it out it like it's the best it doesn't upset this. my stomach because it's just like one clean thing and I, yeah. I just love it well now I'm gonna have to throw a few avocados in my bag yeah before my flight home exactly I love that do you exercise a lot when you're traveling are you eating you know foods that you wouldn't normally eat at home how do you balance um, that aspect of things I guess it depends a little bit like what the purpose is on the trip, but I definitely like often when I'm going somewhere, it's either for like a vacation or for work. When it's work, I often have a busy schedule. So I do try to like kind of stick in my routine there of like doing a workout. Let's say it's before shoot day or something like that purely because it just makes me feel good, makes me energized for the day. And even if it's just 20 minutes in my hotel room and just put a little video up, little Pilates, like... I just feel like that consistency, you know, during travel, all your routines are just like all over the place. Right. So I feel like that is just like my thing my I hold moment. on to, my moments. But if it's like a trip for fun, I just walk a lot. Um, yeah, walking is so great. Which is like great. So yeah, I, I kind of try to stick to it. Though. Yeah. And your app is so great for that because you can get in the quick and efficient workout. You don't need a ton of equipment. Yeah. And it's short and sweet and gets the job done. Exactly. Yeah. For people who are starting their wellness journey, I want to know tips that you have for people to make. Like what's one small change they can start with? And I also want to know for people who have been making changes and they're not seeing results. Like do you have any advice for those people to keep going? Because I feel like that's the hardest thing to be consistent in absence of you know, changes. Yeah. Finding, finding that motivation to, yes. to go on. Honestly, I, I truly, truly believe like your consistency is just so much more important than your initial like progress or your, yeah, it's, it's so important to consistency and it can be like all really small steps. So let's say in your wellness journey, I, you know, you don't have to be like doing every day 60 minute workouts but I do think doing smaller workouts and even if it's just like moving your body just kind of helps put your body into a state of like oh I'm actually feeling good and once that once you put your body in that state it's actually so much easier to like stay consistent so for example if I haven't worked out in like four days for me to get up out of the couch and actually get started is so much harder when I maybe a day before just did a 15 minute stretch And I think that these small little habits just make such a really big, big difference. And finding a good like support group of people around you, I think it's huge. Like, I think you really need to look into the mirror and look closely to the people around you. And if those are people who are out partying every night and like next day everyone is at home hangover those are probably not the people you should be spending a lot of time with because it is so hard to have then self-control to like be in an environment like that and not to be drinking and like not to go to bed early and next day you can't make it to the gym so yeah or even people who make you feel guilty for prioritizing your wellness I've been in that position before where 
you know, I cut out alcohol and I was making healthier decisions with my lifestyle. And then people who make you feel like you're guilty or that you're not fun because you're choosing to make those decisions. It's really tough to like keep going, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And I also think like when it comes to like the nutrition portion of it, whatever like diet or whatever you're following, I think the basic starts of just eating wholesome nutritional foods and start cooking at home. And the reason why I really emphasize this is because you actually know what you're putting onto your plate. And it doesn't matter if you're even making a pasta at home. If you are aware of what you're putting on there, you will also be like more mindful of like eating it rather than like, oh, it just like comes in a to-go box. Yes. Let me pour it. Or sometimes not, don't put it on a plate. Just yeah, like just eat, eat it, it right out of the box, the box <laughs> where the portions are insanely big, but you right. don't even notice it because it's in a box like that. Yeah. If you pour even sometimes like a, a sweet green salad on a plate, you will be like amazed by how much food is actually There's in a bowl. So much food. So Honestly, much. speaking of sweet greens, sometimes I feel kind of bloated after I have their salad. Okay, I hear this from so many women, and I'm like, well, I'll put it on the plate, and you'll see how much and see how food. much food it is. Of course, it's probably like four the size of four salads. It really is. So, it's like, if food. you start making food at home, even if you like don't know exactly yet like what to eat, like I think that is step number one. Just like being aware and like being mindful of what you're putting into your body. Right. Sometimes cooking at home can be expensive. I know you have a budget-friendly challenge that you're doing on Soulsing Body. Yeah. So do you have any tips? I want to know where you grocery shop, where's the best place to get affordable groceries to start that journey of cooking at home? Yeah, I I truly think that wellness in general does not have to be super complicated. Mm -hmm. Like there is a simple approach to it. Move your body daily, whether that's working out or walking or like eating wholesome foods. Yeah, we did like a challenge where I did one week breakfast, lunch and dinner under $75. That's um, great. And I need to know some of these meals. Can you give every, me an example? Yeah, every. Okay, an example. Yeah. Ooh, okay, so we did. I also try to like do it seasonal because oh, nice. often when you buy seasonal fruits and vegetables, it is much cheaper. Okay, that's a good tip. So don't try to buy strawberries in winter or something like that because it obviously will be more expensive. So this was about a month ago. Peaches were like full season. So we made baby spinach salad with crispy quinoa mm -hmm. and then with peaches and cottage cheese. Yum. So this is such a simple salad, but we found creative ways of like, hey, instead of just putting boring, tasteless quinoa, because a lot of people don't like it, let's put it into the oven or air fryer, make it crispy and then... Give it some texture. Yeah, give it texture, put the peach in there and then like a little cottage cheese for extra protein. Like there are all these different ways of actually making your food nutritious and super delicious. And we wanted to do obviously do the work for you because yeah. I know it can be so overwhelming to actually go to the grocery store. And It really is. And sometimes I know that I have people tell me all the time they'll go and about the groceries and then it's like, well, what am I making? You know, and then it's like you have all these groceries just sitting in your fridge and then you're like, I'm just going to order sushi. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen those memes of like, there is always this one bag of spinach or lettuce yeah. into your fridge that yeah. is going bad. And every time you buy it again, I think that was definitely a thing because I would always buy so many ingredients because I would get overexcited and I obviously didn't yeah. really know. Or you go into grocery shopping not having a plan. So it's like, if you know exactly what you're going to make and you can just prep beforehand, yeah, Your it app makes, is a great place to reference that. It makes a really big difference. Out. So we made a grocery list. We made from those ingredients, we got, or I got creative and was like, what 
kind of meals and nutritious dishes can we make out of these ingredients? So sometimes like a quinoa, for example, you can use it in so many different ways. It's like a crispy quinoa into a salad or sometimes it's into a breakfast bowl or then it's like into a dinner. And just finding those creative ways will like really, really help you. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another We had like a, a tofu stir fry with like a peanut sauce dressing, oh, which was so good. really good. Um, on Sunday, we did like grilled peaches with like cottage cheese. Oh yeah, an example yeah. where we used it. So yeah. it was like really delicious and it was like a really fun, it was also a really fun challenge. Yeah, you'd be surprised how tasty meals can be with just few ingredients. And yeah. I think it just goes back to being creative and how you use it instead of looking at a bag of quinoa as like, this is a grain that I have to put you know, under a bed of vegetables, like there's so many creative ways that you can add texture or just make the meal more satisfying. Yeah. So I love that you gave that value to your audience. And I love that that's a budget friendly option because I do think that people, yeah, eating at home can be expensive. Grocery shopping can be expensive. If I go yeah. to Whole Foods and get ingredients for one dinner, I walk out spending like 80 bucks. And I'm I just know, like, it's crazy. It's so expensive. So wait, where, where do we grocery shop if we want to get? So I went to Trader Joe's. So Trader actually Joe's. this, it's Trader Joe's, right? Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Trader yeah. Joe's. I always <laughs> like mispronounce it. But we actually went to the LA one. So this, it may be like if you're not in LA, because the price obviously depends a little on where you are in the country. It can actually be cheaper because LA it's groceries so in general are always more expensive. So yeah, I think 75 is like the top, the top notch. It can only get, it can only get better. Yeah, yeah. That's so great. I love that you do that. And do you have a wind down routine to help you get ready for bed? I know we were talking about sleep the other day. Is there something that helps you feel zen before bed? So that you can get a full night's rest. Um, yeah, I think the first thing is I've actually been obviously like I have a big gold retriever and my husband Max He's and I. So sweet, Katsu. Yeah, Love take our turns. And lately I've been walking him late at night. Okay. And I love it. It's kind of like I never feel like doing it late at night because, you know, I'm on the couch and I want to wind down. Mm -hmm. But that's already a way of me like closing out the, the day. Because I'm just like on my walk, there's nobody there. There's not a lot of noises. And I actually just like really love it to like be outside then. And then when I come back, I sometimes make a sleep tea. I love the brand Beam. That's great. Yeah. yeah which has um, L-theanine there. I always take magnesium. Always. I love magnesium. Yeah. I also felt that has really helped with muscle recovery for me for the next day. Yes. So I do that. And then sometimes I have this little like device called like a Zensate. Zensate. Like a little, this. It's a little it? like vibrating massage. Okay. It literally looks like a little vibrator. Like you put it, <laughs> yeah, you put it on your chest. Okay. And because of the vibrations, it calms down your nervous system. What? How um, have I not heard of this? Yeah. Where, where did you just get it on a website? What, what's the name yeah, of the brand? Yeah, I think they even got it, have it on Amazon. Gosh. Anyway, I would just like lay there and just like put that on and just okay. like feel like the vibrations and it just like relaxes is it is it a set timer how long do you leave yeah it on you your can chest? put a set timer okay like you can adjust like the intensity and whatever what's the name of it again sensei sensei yeah with an s okay sensei, sensei. okay yeah I'm so i love this i love that but i will always in evening have tea so Up sometimes tea it's bed. sometimes it's like the sleep tea mm -hmm. but it has melatonin in there so i i try to be careful with that because i don't want to have melatonin every night but I will always have a herbal tea or I do rooibos with like a little honey and like some milk in it. Like something very comforting and warm. Like that's, I have that every night. 
That does wind me down so well. And I feel like it just, the warm liquid makes my body just feel so calm and it just gets me ready for bed. So I love a nighttime tea. We're going to do a round of rapid fire questions before you go. Okay. Yes. All right. What's something you can't get your day started without? Ooh, cold shower. Last meal you made at home? It was a fall bowl with like chicken sausage, quinoa. I love chicken um, sausage. Core, uh, what was it? Avocado, greens, and then delicata squash. It was no, literally an hour ago. That sounds amazing. <laughs> One word people would use to describe you. Gentle. Gentle. You are You're so gentle and you have such a warm aura. I love that. One wellness trend you think is overrated. Any type of juice cleanse. Okay. I hate juice cleanses. Me too. I hate. Yeah. I don't like the marketing around them. I don't like the idea of just drinking juice. I no, think I, I think need it's to go. horrible. I need to go. <laughs> One thing that brings you the most peace right now? My dog and spending time out, spending time outside in nature. Yeah. Amazing. You're on a road trip and you have to stop somewhere for fast food. Where are you going and what are you ordering? Oh, okay. So secretly, I honestly think the best fries in the entire world are at McDonald's. You love like, McDonald's the fries? The McDonald's, I do not care about any of the burgers anywhere else, but McDonald's fries are my jab. Are you dipping them in ketchup? Are you just eating them straight out of the bag, pouring extra salt on them? Yeah. But let's say I do not want to go for like unhealthy food. I will probably stop at like a Chipotle because you could like, I love Mexican food, but you can kind of make like a rice bowl. You can right. at least have something like type kind of nutritious mm-hmm. with like a protein and veggie. So yeah, McDonald's and Chipotle. <laughs> Got it. What's your favorite superfood? Mm, matcha. And the best piece of advice you've been given? The best piece of advice is when you're ever scared in a situation or when you have a lot of self-doubt, ask yourself the question, what is the worst thing that can happen? And often you figure out it's not that bad. I love that. Yeah. It's incredible. You're such a bright light. I feel like we have such a similar approach to wellness. It's been so fun having you on Wellness Her Way. And we're going to have to have you back for round two, just because I feel like we have so much more that we can can talk about. Thank you so much for having me. So we're going to give away a tote bag and a three-month subscription to SoulSync Body, Sana's app. To enter, you can follow Soul Sync Body and the Wellness Her Way podcast on Instagram. The handle is at Soul Sync Body and at Wellness Her Way podcast. And also leave a review for this podcast. So, Sana, thank you so much for coming on today. I adore you so much. And I can't wait to chat with you. Thanks you for having me. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me today. You can catch a new episode of Wellness Her Way every Monday. I want to hear from you, so please subscribe, leave a review for this podcast, and let me know what you thought of this episode. Be sure to follow at Wellness Her Way Podcast on Instagram to connect with me and send in all the questions and topics you'd like to hear about. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this amazing community. I'll see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.